Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to another BritFlix.com podcast. My name's Stuart Wright, and I'm continuing the Frightfest preview series with a South African movie, the Tokoloshi, and I've got director Jerome Pikwani. Hello, Jerome. Hi, Stu. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. You know, you're my second South African filmmaker I've spoken to in recent months. I interviewed um, Uga... Lisa Kalani, who did the Allison documentary, if you know that oh, film. No, I know, I know of her, but I don't. I haven't seen the film yet. That's amazing. I recommend you watch it. It's a, it's a horrifying well, story. It's a horrifying story, but it's a story of triumph. And as one yeah. of the as one of the doctors says, science cannot explain how this woman survived. Cool. No, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not here to talk about Allison. We're here to talk about your film. Uh, the to- am I saying that right? The Tokoloshi? Yeah, the Tokoloshi. Brilliant. So before we do anything else, as it's played in Frightfest, for the listener who's going to Frightfest and is thinking of what films to choose to watch, do you want to give us a brief synopsis as to what your film's about? Yeah, uh, so my film is about this young woman, Pussy, who leaves the rural area in, in, in South Africa and goes to the big city and it's and it's and it's uh, Johannesburg it's very apocalyptic so you have to think kind of like we we tried to do like a seven feel you know um i think you call it uh storm ondrung it's it's like my german's terrible so but it's just that mood so she goes to this this hospital and um she she gets a job as a cleaner right and it's the graveyard shift and she encounters this young girl, Grace, who has these scars all over her body and she's constantly terrified and, uh, you know, she's got the telltale signs of abuse. And so Bussy tries to figure out what's wrong with this little girl. And uh, the little girl tells her about this, this creature, this, this, this demon called the Tokolosh that's, that's terrifying, the stealer of children. Mm. So it's, it's based on the South African mythology. So it's real. We all grew it's up a re- with. It's a real... Folklore. Yeah, it's a real myth- it's a real mythology. So do you do you do you believe in it? Uh no, no. I think you know we 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 took a, I don't want to give away too much, but we took more the the, the uh, psychological angle, sort of a, a Jacob's Ladder feel. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so 
that's kind of the feel because the influence of me were like the old horror film films, you know, like the seventies and 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 the eighties, like, like the not the slasher ones, but like the more the the you know like Nicholas Ruge's uh uh, uh God, what are, what is it called? Don't look now. Uh, don't look now. Yes, that's the one. The kid with the red coat, like that sort of that sort of feeling. But we also there were influences of American cinema as well. There was a heavy European feel, you know, like uh, Rosemary's Baby and uh, Repulsion and, you know, like I said, Don't Look Now. So that's kind of where we wanted to go. We wanted to go like a, a you know, you, you you have to make the decision while watching the film, do you believe? I think that's okay. sort of the long-winded answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. So before we go into more detail about, about, about writing this and, and producing it, um, yeah. Tell directing and well, yeah, obviously directing. Directing being, I mean, as in making the film. Um, yeah. But um, tell me a uh, an early or first memory of watching horror films and who you're with and what was what was your reaction that, that that's sort of fond for you in terms of your journey as a as a fan of horror films and now a horror filmmaker. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm obviously well, I'm I'm an '80s kid, so mm-hmm. I, I watched a lot of like, you know, what we got in South Africa was on VHS. Yeah. Like, I don't know if some of the listeners remember that, but I do. Don't worry, you're, t- you're talking to the right. I'm, I'm the same vintage. You're all right. Yeah. Okay. Good. So um, I started watching like a lot of VHS horror films. You know, you had like these uh, uh, st- uh, stores that rented out VHSs, and I started watching a lot of like American slasher films. But then when I started looking at stuff like Psycho and and The Exorcist, I mean, there's, there's, there's horror films that kind of, you know, that almost scar you. I, I don't want to, I know it's a, it's, it's a horror podcast, but I, I don't wanna also want to try and be too, you know, go into deep. But there's, there's horror films that really like scar you, like Psycho and, 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 and uh, The Exorcist and, and those sort of films. And I just went backwards in horror, you know, then I started looking at, at the films you're talking about, you know. But obviously, I think my first memory of watching horror film must have been Halloween, like most horror nuts. Hmm. And what what was the what was it about Halloween that grabbed you? It it was it was it was this evil that was taking place in in a, in almost within the home. Hmm. You know that I think that's scary for me. Like it's 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 in your space. You know, it's not out there somewhere. It's it's like it's you know, it's like John Carpenter said. There's only two type of horror. There's the horror that's outside and there's the horror within so what we try to do with this film is we try to create the horror that's outside and inside mm. you know and, and and talk about the monster that is man and how we sometimes to to explain uh the evil that man is capable of we almost need to tell ourselves fairy tales we need to you know come up with things to to, to explain that, that part of our nature yeah, so so that's the nice nice segue for you there. So so if 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 what you've you've generated the the, the screenplay with um, with your writing partner um, Richard Kunzman, Richard Kunzman, who sadly, thanks to technology, couldn't be with us to to contribute to this. But but um, in terms of taking a a existing folklore that, that's familiar to people, um, yeah. certainly in South Africa, um, yeah. What what was it about that particular one? I, I'm guessing it's not the only one that, that's available. I mean, there's books, no. there's books of folklore in, in sort of Britain and across Europe, and and, and it's one thing that I find fascinating. Um, I 
I just, I just remember this as we're talking, actually. I was having a chat with, uh, with a South African um, sales agent in Cannes one time, and I was talking yeah. about my Norwegian folklore story, and it was about, the, they called them the hidden folk, and I explained yeah. it to him. And, and the basic rules of the hidden folk were, you basically, you treat them nice, they're nice to you, you treat them bad, they're bad to you. So simple as leaving a bowl of milk by the door. Yeah, and then I can't remember what it was he said, but he just went, "Oh, we have that. That's uh, blah blah blah." Yeah. And then it was like, "Wow, this like, you know, there's no way on earth that the person who who canonized the hidden folk story for Norwegian folklore was yeah. talking to the person that wrote it down sometime hundreds of years ago in South Africa either." Yeah. But, so there's there's obviously a commonality, isn't there? The way that humans tell stories to each other that are. Probably more to do with warnings and stuff. So, what what do you think Tokolosh is is um, is attempting to do in a folklore sense uh, to to uh, as a warning to society or as a way of making bad news softer? Um, I, I the, for look for for me growing up, the Tokolosh was like you know obviously like 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 we're saying the boogeyman you know and, and the boogeyman can be can be crump. In 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 uh, this Krampus in Germany, mm-hmm. um, so for, for me it was kind of like it, it the Tokolosh because it's the boogeyman as a kid it scared you you know you, you had to put bricks under your 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 bed so it can't get into your bed and I I think ultimately what it talks about is is about the most vulnerable you know mm-hmm. the, the 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 monster that preys on the most vulnerable in society whether that's women whether it's children. Um, in this case, that's kind of what we focused on, the, the fact that, that uh, the most marginalized of society are preyed upon by these monsters. And, and it's, it's interesting that we started this, this writing this, Richard and I started writing this script 10 years ago. Okay. And, uh, and now it's kind of, I don't know if it's through serendipity, it's, it's kind of fitting into, into pop culture or, or, or other mainstream culture. Or, you know, it's almost, it's, it's like something that's grabbed from the headlines. In a fantastical way, but you know, you look at, um, uh, you know, the feminist movement and, and all the stuff that's happening. Um, it's kind of, I think, aligned with what what we're seeing going on out there in the media. Yeah, because your 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 main character Abusi, which is uh, is is your sort of protagonist of the story, is is a very strong, decisive character, isn't she? She's she she exists. With with her own personal desperate struggle, but she's she's, yeah. she's seemingly having to face it all on her own terms, isn't she? She's not she's not got any help from anyone. She's not relying on anyone. Yeah. So it's very much about her persisting through and muddling through sometimes a very very scary situation. Yeah, I mean it's 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 this idea of of and it's you know it's it's a it's an old strand of, of 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 storytelling, which is this theme of 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 the hostile universe. You know, and and I think that's the reality for for a lot of women uh, in 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 I, not only in I don't know if it's correct to say the developing world anymore, but you know in in Europe as well. You know, we we see we seeing now, like I said, with the headlines, all that's coming out. You know, the the fact that the most marginalized women have to face some horrible situations on a daily basis. Mm. But I I think it, it's so interesting to tell that within the genre. You know, whether it's, you, you know, and, 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 and horror's always had that thing of strong women, you know, whether it's, uh, 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 you know, 
Sigourney Weaver in Alien or, or, or uh, you know, uh, uh, Jamie, I think, is it Jamie, Jamie Curtis in, in, in yeah, Halloween? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that horror always has, has proudly had, like these strong female characters from a diverse range of, 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 uh, uh, um, of, of, of women. So what, what for you, when you were writing this with Richard then, what for you were the biggest storytelling challenges? Because obviously you've got, you've got the notion of the folklore exists, uh, so yeah. that's kind of known. But then that doesn't, that doesn't give you uh, a, a feature-length film on a plate, does it? So yeah. what, what was the challenge for you in terms of dramatising while building it off the foundation of an existing sort of folk legend? I think you know it's it's tricky because I, because you know we recently had uh, our screening here in, in in South Africa for the yeah. first time with a South African audience, right. and and it's tricky when when you deal with subject matter that people are so familiar with, especially you know in South Africa. So for me, it was kind of like making it my own, talking about about you know certain things, uh, uh, whether it's social issues or, or whatever. But ultimately, it was it's just. I think a cool horror film. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's it's a cool horror film. It's it's kind of one of the filmmakers that that you know that that influenced me um, is Guillermo del Toro, okay. and it, and it was so interesting watching because I'd mentioned you know all these European and, and and American horror films, and then you see like a Mexican horror film. So for me, it was kind of like are our stories important enough to tell? You know, and 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 how would people um, relate to them um so that was interesting for me it's like can i make my own devil's backbone in south africa obviously it's not about va- uh, ghosts but um you know just how do you explore your culture in a within a genre mm. but like i said it's a cool horror film as well well no so that's always been um like you said that's always been horror strength hasn't it that it can it can be just a cool horror film if you want it to be but it can yeah. also you know if if we if we if we watch the surface of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's about a lunatic yeah. family chasing a pet, a bunch of poor unfortunate teenagers. But if, yeah. you, stri- if you strip it back, it's about the deindustrialization and you know of Texas and and post Vietnam America, you know. But it's yeah. but that's all that's all that's what you get through making it. Then and equally, you you can only make it. You can only make a film that says something about South Africa now because you're making it now. But also, yeah. it can be just a horror film as well, if that, yeah. if that makes sense. So, um, no, totally. So, in that, in, you, you've already in, in the introduction, you already gave us some some hints as to what you were going for with um, with the look and feel. But but can you talk some more about um, the conversations you were having with your uh, your cinematographer uh, about the look and feel, the aesthetics? So, Trevor Trevor Brown was your cinematographer. Yeah, yeah? Trevor John. Trevor Brown, uh, awesome, so, awesome guy, decent, so, and a good human being. I never doubted his character. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, no. I'm just saying, like, it's, 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 it's. I think because the reason I'm saying that is because when you're doing this type of film, mm-hmm. and there were times when it gets really dark, you you have to kind of you have to keep it almost light because of of all. You know what I mean? It's a it's not a slasher horror film. It's kind of it's you know we we try and take. What we, the, the the subject matter seriously, so you had to keep it light. So he was he was definitely um um. Well, they said that hand. There's, there's some, there's somebody's observed, haven't they? That that um people people who make 
comedies are usually the most miserable people to be around, and people that make <laughs> yeah. horror films are generally yeah. the most upbeat. Yeah, yeah. So, so, no, so, go, go, so your conversations yeah, sure. with Trevor, what, what were you, from, your, from a director's point of view, what were you trying to encourage him, or what was he saying was achievable with, with the, you know, the budget and the locations you had available to you? So, um, so what we, we try, what we try to do is we try like less is more. Mm-hmm. We try we try to depend on a lot of um, analog special effects. If that makes sense. Yeah, completely. So yeah, so we, we looked at stuff like The Exorcist and 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 and, and you know um, trying to show less of of this thing. Um, so so the Tokolosh definitely became a character in the film. Mm-hmm. The same way the the the, the camera became a character in the film and the camera sometimes had to represent the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I can use an example like Halloween where it's yeah. this POV uh, uh, feeling you get at the start of the film where, where you, it's almost voyeuristic. There was, there was a, a heavy part of, of the way we shot the film to, to get that voyeuristic feel. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to feel like the character's constantly being watched and somehow you're, you're, you're a, 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 a complicit in, 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 in what's happening uh, uh, around this woman. And, and in terms of the, um, the locations, yeah. the, 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 I guess the, the spookiest part of, of, of where you, what you use for the film is, is arguably the, um, the hospital facility that, you, that, you, that, you, that she gets the job as the cleaner in. Um, yeah. Where, where, where did you get, where did you, how did you find that location and how was that as a place to shoot a movie in? What were, what were the challenges? Uh, so we, we, we shot in this, this old, uh, uh, I think it was pre-World War II hospital, children's hospital. Okay. Um, so there were sections of it that was abandoned. So it was like um, post-colonial, like, yeah, just like post-colonial, old Johannesburg, like like the, the gold boom era uh, hospital. Um, so it, it, it had a lot of history, the, the, the hospital. Um, you know, it, it worked because... There were times when it felt like a maze, so you kind of get that that the shining feel, mm-hmm. like cars cars just those just went on and on and on, and there were sections where where we just didn't go into, you know, there was just there, there was just areas you just because it just went on the corridors, so you definitely get the sense that it's it's like a maze and mm-hmm. that and that she's trapped, and we, and we definitely use that that sense of claustrophobia in terms of the production design and the location. Mm. Yeah, because I think I think when you when you see the movie, you never quite really get a sense of the geography of the building at all. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's and that was a big thing. We we kind of wanted you to feel lost, mm. the same way you felt lost when you're watching The Shining. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Just, it's it's almost like like the building doesn't want to let you out. Yes, you yes, know? that's a good that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Um, now you've mentioned Don't Look Now, and I made a note about um, about the blind guy in your story. Yeah. Who's a, who's a kind of a linking thing? I don't think it's a spoiler really to talk about him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it just makes me. It made me. Th- it make, now makes me think that they, is that your your apps? Because I can't work out. Because I, I believe that the blind man is is somehow linked with other tellings of Tokoloshi before, but also now you've mentioned Don't Look Now, which a blind like a person who's got second sight, as it yeah, were, yeah. can sense you've got a troubled soul, as it were. Uh, yeah. It's also a very big nod to "Don't Look Now," isn't it? With the with the old blind woman talking to Julie Christie. Yeah, I mean it's 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 this idea of of like you said, the, they might not have 
they're sighted in 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 a visual sense, but mm-hmm. um, they can see other things. So so they they can see the third eye. It's kind of like this old trope, you know, the 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 shaman, mm-hmm. the shaman that can see things, but he's blind. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's 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 kind of like it's 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 a horror. You know, it's it's always in, in these sort of films. No, totally. No, it, it plays yeah. it plays really well. So, yeah, um, one one last thing then for people who were listening, thinking they might go and see this. Um, do you want to give us, without spoiling, as it were, but do you want to give us yeah. a kind of tease as to something you'll be looking forward to the the Frightfest audience seeing with uh, with your movie? Uh, an element of it, uh, an aspect of it, a, a certain sequence or whatever. What, what for you is a kind of key thing for you to be able to see with the Frightfest audience at your film? Um, you know, it's, 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 it's strange because... We, we watched it in, with Durban. So, mm-hmm. so what I what I got is like within the because I try and get you within the first two minutes. Of course. And you and within the first two minutes, like immediately, we started having audience reactions, like people, like just the shocks, you know, the, the scares started coming. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious to see if 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 we have this the same amount of shouting and screaming and you know that we had when we showed it to the to the South African audience. So uh, yeah, I, I just want to see the overall reaction. You know, it's 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 a tough one uh, to pinpoint exactly that one scene, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a ride, I think. Well, look, while, while we've got just got another five minutes, um, yeah, they they I've been told a lot on the podcast that casting is all yeah. uh, in terms of you know obviously not it, it, basically you get your casting right and you kind of. Most of most of everything else looks after itself in terms of yeah. what you get in camera. So, obviously, Petronella Tahuma is that right? Chuma. Tuma is your is yeah. your is your um, is your lead character. Yeah, plays the lead character Busi. What was the casting process for? Because obviously, she's she she the film, you know, is on her shoulders, isn't it? In many senses. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 interesting because with with Petronella, this was her first leading. You know, a uh, first uh, leading role. Okay. And uh, um, but I don't know. You know, it's. I think it's just something. There was. You can kind of tell because once you're in the room, you you just sense when when when. And it's something quiet. With her, it was like this quiet determination, which is what the character had to be. Mm-hmm. She had to be quietly determined. She, you know, um, she she's she's an everyday woman. You know, she's she's someone you walk past when you're walking in in the street. That's that's what we kind of were going for, and uh, yeah, she just she has this quiet strength, you know. She's she's the character had to be um, understated, obviously, and and also underestimated, mm. and and that's what, and that's what you get. Like this woman, you know, she 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 she, she stares down the monster as the story goes. She has to start. She has to find the strength. Mm. So um, and 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 th- that's what 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 uh, Petronella did. She she had this she had this. She, she grew as the film uh, 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 goes on. So in storytelling yes, sense, I'm going to say, so in storytelling sense, it's like um, you, 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 you begin ordinary and then have to behave extraordinary to, to survive the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you, we see it in, in films like The Exorcist. You see it, you know, you see it in, 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 in like I said, with Halloween, where the character has to, you always choose the person that, that, that you least expect to, 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 to get through the ordeal. And then, uh, uh, 
you know, the person has to find their strength. So, so that's what we, we, we were going for, this, this quiet strength that, that, that Petronella brings to the character. Well, look, thank you very much for uh, giving us your time on the podcast and talking us through your movie. Oh, th- thank you so much, Steve. It's been a pleasure. The BritFlix podcast is provided absolutely free. If you want to help me get the podcast out to more people, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. Or if you want to help me out directly, there's a link in the show notes to my Patreon page. All contributions are welcome. And the music is by Chris Reed of thecomposers.tv. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did something for the first.